Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, we're going to talk about Halloween. Ghosts and scary things. Goblins and whatnot. (laughs) Oh, prepare to be terrified, folks. We actually have a a special treat for you. It's so scary, it made Frank choke. Sure. It's that scary, you guys. You guys don't even know. I'm sorry, some spittle ran down my throat. Yeah, because of the ghosts. Oh, so scary. The ghosts are coming. No, we got a great a produced piece by uh, by sometime contributor Adam. Yeah. It's going to be really good. It's pretty cool. So, uh, Frank, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, please do, Dan. Uh, this is... Uh, the uh, have you heard of this this fellow lives over in in uh, in Rome named the Pope? Oh, first name the last name Pope, Mister Pope, Mister Pope. Hello, oh. the <laughs> my fr- please, my friends call me the. <laughs> uh, anyway, Pope Francis. Uh, recently, we was talking um, at a thing. At one of the at the Pontifical Academy of Sciences, which is which seems like it could be a contradiction in terms, uh-huh. uh, but it's interesting. He's not the first pope to say stuff like this. But here's what he said: okay. He basically said that evolution is totally legit, and uh, he even sort of yeah. he he was he was totally fine with it. Okay. Uh, now the. I can see how that would catch some people off guard. Yeah, absolutely. Here's I love the way he phrased this. He said that uh, there was a danger. He said, when we read about creation in Genesis, we run the risk of imagining God was a ma- magician with a magic wand able to do everything. But that is not so. That's how I thought it was. Well, yeah. That's what God does. Has, he, has he read any of what his religion <laughs> teaches? Because... Uh, will do right he doesn't Poof. he doesn't really have planets he, he doesn't have to have the wand we no. can we can eliminate the magic wand part yeah but I don't yeah think he has a wand but he, he says, definitely waves his arms around he says a, a word and yeah. then then everything appears alica zam <laughs> alica universe and then it's all there <laughs> universe poof big and what a I big mean, that, that's what, what a big bang things. that would do that is the big bang that would be a a big bang. All of a sudden, there's matter everywhere. Yeah. That would disturb things. Right? I think there would be... There'd be a bang. Some shock waves. Sure. Kind. Sure, you yeah. bet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he said he said that... Now, he claims that, you know, even evolution requires a creator to create things that would then evolve. Yeah, okay. But he... But, I mean, he's clearly saying... Now, he's not the first pope to go down the evolution route. Oh no! Uh, no, uh, Pope Pius the in the fifties said not Pius. Is it Pius? John Paul. Pius the uh, the twelfth. John, John the something or other. No, it's Pope Pius the twelfth. He said that evolution was not at odds with Catholic teachings in the fifties. Uh. Um, and Pope John Paul also was totally fine with evolutionary theory. Right. Um, Pope Benedict kind of dialed it back a bit. Yeah. Benedict was like uh, more of a intelligent design kind of fella. <sighs> but back to your Prada shoes. But Benny. yeah, exactly. But but Frankie, Pope Frankie likes his uh, <laughs> likes his evolution. 
I, I think he's a, is a it that fella. he likes it or that he's found a, a way to make it work I, th- I think he just ultimately like he just knows that it's the fact and so it's yeah. just like how okay so what do we do then yeah 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 but uh but yeah I mean it's been creating I, waves well, a lot of apologists how... have been denying well no this isn't anything new and blah 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 the magic yeah. wand thing was amazing to me yeah the magic wand thing is the real rumble here yeah, because it kind of makes fun of people who think that it's just all poof and magic. Right. Right. That God is magic. And that's what God is. He's a magic man who lives in the sky. And, like, <laughs> Pope Francis is kind of... <laughs> Let's just push back against that. For it, a it, I mean, and, and this is the thing, and we've said this before, but, like, it, the more you know about the universe, the smaller and more limited God becomes. Right, right. And the more he gets pushed out into the margins, the, whereas he used gaps. to be this guy who was like, you know, looming in the sky above us. Right. Well, that doesn't work because we know what's in the sky above us. Right, we can put stuff up there. Right, so that doesn't seem like all that exciting. Right, I've been in the sky. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Go there all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. The the margins. Yeah. The God of the gaps thing is funny because the gaps are getting so much smaller. Yeah, yeah. There's so much less room for God. But I still believe. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you clap your hands. <laughs> I do believe in Jesus. I do believe in Jesus. And he came back to life. He's magic. He's flying. He is flying. Oh, that's great. I hope he goes to the Americas. Anyway, uh, they did. So, he did. He did. Everybody so, knows that. Read your Book of Mormon, people. Yeah. So uh, no, don't don't read it. It's boring as sin. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Well, I think I'm going to start um, with a little bit of a, a a tragic story that made me laugh a little, um, which oh, is dear. horrid. It's horrid that it did. Someone's but, engaged Frank Schadenfreude. Uh, Gene. No, it's not even Schadenfreude. Oh, okay. Because it's 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 horrible. Um, I feel bad. <laughs> laughing at the details in this that I find funny. Okay. okay. Um so uh, there there was this um couple in India. Yeah. Uh who uh have um their their marriage was arranged. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh young youngish couple, 30s from the sound of it. Oh. The husband's a 32-year-old engineer and the wife is a dentist. That doesn't seem that youngish. Well, they're not like 20, but they're not 70. Right, sure. They're youngish. Yeah, compared to us. I still feel young. <laughs> but anyways, um, I know you don't, which is kind of funny to me. But anyways, I feel young. I, f- I feel young. I just um, numerically don't, don't, can't really justify that anymore. You just ignore the number, Dan. <laughs> That's all you do. Um, but anyways... Um, so they're, they they were arranged, blah, blah, blah. And the wife um, started to become suspicious um, about her husband's sexuality. Oh, dear. Um, because, and, and she, she uh, the thing that really raised her suspicions, apparently, was the pink lip gloss. That he, he, that oh, he, he likes wear. pink lip gloss? He would wear pink lip gloss. <laughs> Um, it, the things that did not make her suspicious, apparently, um, initially, w- the fact that they sleep in separate rooms, <laughs> uh, and the fact that he wore, as she described, ladylike, uh, excuse me, underwear and and uh, and makeup. It was this pink lip gloss that really got her. Um, 
and his steady string of quote friends that keep coming through the door those are those are fine it's that, the lip gloss that it, really it all made sense in retrospect <laughs> now now like when you're looking back when i think about it <laughs> him bringing all those guys home and them having sleepovers now it seems suspicious but at the time yeah until i noticed the lip gloss so this is the part that i find mildly funny right right sure the part i do not find very funny is the fact that she videotaped uh one of his sexual encounters oh dear and turned the tape over to the authorities oh dear. and as you know in uh india it's criminal it's criminal Yikes. life's sentence oh fact. shit so she she uh she can't just file for a divorce like a person no i know right <laughs> Like, this is some vindictive shit. That's some nasty shit. This well, is horrible. I tell you what. You gotta, that's why, you, gentlemen, you got to keep your wives happy. That's all I'm saying. Because they will turn you into the authorities. <laughs> on a, for having sex with a man. For having sex with a man. All those men you're fucking, <laughs> just know, if you don't treat her right, she will turn you in. Yeah. Yeah. You treat her right, everything's good. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, make sure that her room is clean, too. Yeah. So that's the... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh so that that's uh that's, yeah, that's my gay story for the day that made me uh initially I was like, Oh, that's kind of an awesome headline and then I was like, Oh, that's a really nasty That's headline. not that's not good at all. You know they first de- half of the headline makes me laugh, second half not so much. <laughs> India decriminalized homosexuality for a half a minute. Yeah. And then their Supreme Court recriminalized it. Uh, that's the amazing thing. Too. Yeah. That, yeah, it was a court in Delhi. Yeah. Um, was like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. It, you know, it. it's not for nothing that they're like, I don't remember if it was their parliament, parliament building or whatever. It looks kind of like the Coliseum. Okay. I'm just going to say, maybe that says something. It's a contentious place. Oh, really? I don't know. Hmm. Although when I made that joke to my driver in Delhi, he laughed and laughed. And he laughed. thought that was funny. Thought thought calling it the Coliseum because we were talking about you know politics, Indian politics. I I think things. there's a there's a career here that you're you missed. You should have been a comic in just, India. Yeah, Indian stand up. You, you got their number. It's uh, oh apparently. yeah, oh yeah. Calling the Parliament Building Coliseum. They're, that's some, they're eating out of my that's hands. Some hot stuff there, Dan. <laughs> you should have heard some of my Mumbai material. <laughs> good good stuff you could be the louis ck of india <laughs> oh good lord uh no um no 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 i choose not it's to. a huge market dan it's, think of all the people you could be making laugh it's true I, I would just i would need to learn a lot more about cricket i think but i bet once you did <laughs> once i did yeah be, be some funny, funny stuff. Boy, the cows here, people. Am I right? Huh? <laughs> right? No, you're right. You're, he's right. He's right. <laughs> he's t- they are cows he everywhere. He knows us so well. <laughs> stray dogs, you go, you guys, huh? You guys with your stray dogs. That's a thing <laughs> here. I'd never thought about that. We do have a lot of stray dogs. He's. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> he's really got us. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh the navy do you remember the navy the united states navy yeah they're the guys in the i know boats. that it exists yeah. i haven't forgotten it good no. excellent excellent <laughs> um you'll recall that a, uh, a while back we reported on a guy named jason heap 
who was an eminently qualified candidate for uh, chaplaincy in the Navy. Okay. Uh, and applied and was rejected on obviously trumped up grounds. Okay. Uh, All right. Just like, oh, we didn't need any more brunettes. Uh, sorry. You know, that sort of thing. Really? Okay. I'm not sure that's exactly what they said, yeah, but some, that would be asinine. Something along those lines. Okay, all right. Um, well, the Navy has now, uh, they haven't, there's still no atheist or humanist chaplains Okay. Uh, in the Navy, but they've, they've uh, appointed someone who is, excuse me, going to be an atheist, uh, what's called a lay leader. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, a uh, lay leader is someone who generally helps the chaplains uh, with their work with the troops. Um, it's sort of it's considered a, a stepping stone to the chaplaincy. Uh, so oh, okay. who knows? But uh, Qu- Captain Ryan Jean, uh, or no, yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Captain Ryan Jean tried to become a humanist lay leader, but the army said no. Well, now the uh, the Navy has now uh, 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 appointed Chief Petty Officer Martin Healy to be a lay leader. Uh, Fantastic. On board the USS Macon Island. I guess it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A tiny, tiny little baby step. <laughs> In the right direction, but it is. I mean, that's you can't you can't deny that. I mean, there's there's literally thousands of our military mm-hmm. uh, of of military uh, service people who are non-believers, yeah, who are unserved or underserved right. by our military right, because right. they don't have any chaplains that that speak their language, right. So this is a this is a good step, a tiny tiny step forward, and it's uh, a development. That's worth noting. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's the Military Association of Atheists and Free Thinkers. Okay. Um, pre- the president Jason Torpy said, uh, he his quote is, "It's time to set aside semantic barriers and recognize that many military personnel are good without a god, and that they'll be better with equal accommodation." That means chaplain services, lay leaders, and humanist chaplains. Not just the right to sit in a corner alone while others pray. Fantastic! I think that's, that's great. That's I great. That, that needs to be said. Yeah, and I think, yeah. and I'm glad that 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 they're out there doing that work. I mean, the Lord's we, work, really doing the Lord's, <laughs> or the right. opposite of the Wait, Lord's how, work. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've heard from we've heard from listeners. Uh, one listener, uh, you I, you remember, wrote in and said that when he was in the military, he uh, he uh, he would go to services to like non atheist oh, was basically a break because it was a break. Yeah. If he didn't go, he had to stay in his barracks and like clean up. Yeah. He had to do chores. Right. Or he could go to air conditioning. Right. In a church. Right. Yeah. And tune it out and just sit there and just, uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe. And he, it, it was actually a friend of mine who, who sent that in. I didn't even know it was him at the time, but, oh, you're he, kidding. Okay. but he, he later told me that he, uh, he was the source. That he was the source, and and that he would try out different churches. He would go to the black church because it was the most fun. Of course, it, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if my if, experience in churches, <laughs> I concur. Right, yes, exactly. And we we went to a few for our show. Early Don't go on. to the Mormons. Don't go to the Mormons. 
Oh my goodness. You know what? Or go to the Mormons and so effing boring. Here's oh what you do. You, here's why you go to the Mormons. It's three hours long, which is a nightmare. That's true. It would get you out a lot of that. But yeah, if you go like, for all three hours and then you just find a little a little room that's not being used, mm. take a nap. Yeah. You got three hours of nap time. Or just take a nap during the service because <laughs> half the people are anyways. Yeah, that's true. Boy, men of a certain age, there's no, they're napping. There's nothing that will put you to sleep like a Mormon church service. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, amazing. Uh, I, I guess I'll, hi to uh, to Korahor, my my friend. That's how he that's how oh, he labeled himself. Okay. Oh, and I'm gonna say hi to Chub the Bubs too. I'm oh. not gonna explain that. I'm just gonna say it. Okay, that's fine. That's I don't even want to know. <laughs> um, well, I have the story of um, this is a very weird story for me uh because i knew i knew sort of the, the basis of the it's this is all based on the fact that that muslims don't like dogs right and i knew that yeah right i knew that there was some weird thing about I, I, muslims don't really keep dogs as pets they can keep they consider them stuff. filthy animals they're, they're they are there's a filthiness yeah, that, that's that's they are awful they're, horrible critters they're wonderful and I love my little dog. He's sleeping right He's there. right right next to you. Um anyways, um so there's a dude in Malaysia, which by I didn't know this, by law, all Malays are Muslim. <laughs> oh, did not know that. It's uh uh it's compulsory. Compulsory. Yeah. That's Sharia law is what that is. <laughs> Basically. Uh so um his name is Said Azmi. Al Habashi, okay. Al Habshi, I guess. Yeah. Um, he has been. Uh, he's working to uh, kind of demystify this whole dog thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he held an event um, that had the associated um, hashtag. Um, I want to touch a dog. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> And he invited folks out, <laughs> oh my God. and uh, he taught them. Um, he's trying to teach them to overcome the religious stigma that's associated <laughs> by letting them touch a dog, and then teaching them a cleansing ritual. Oh my in God! In order to so that it's okay, okay to recover. You from... touched. Now you're fine. You're cleansed. Right. Okay. Yeah. But these are these are. These are God's creation, is what he's saying. Like, it's not all terrible. Like, you know, like, it's okay to touch a dog. Because I guess there's horrid, horrid, horrid uh, cruelty against, I'm sure, the the few dogs that are in in Malaysia. And as an animal lover, he hates it. And so he's trying to do something about it. Well, of course, he's a horrid, horrid person because of that. Well, yeah. He's a... Uh, people have been calling him a heretic, a closet <laughs> Christian, because he likes dogs, a Zionist spy, or <laughs> the worst thing, a Shiite. <laughs> you Shiite dog lover, you. Look at this adorable dog oh, who's at this event. Fluffy little husky boy. Yeah, oh, look how pretty he is. Good, you are a good boy. Oh, God. Who's a good boy? And then you see people here in this photo, and they're doing the cleansing ritual, Ugh. right? I touched that filthy, d- adorable, fluffy creature. <laughs> oh my god, he's so cute! How? Literally, ha- only crazy religion 
could convince you that a dog that cute is not anything but wonderful. They evolved our preferences for dogs meant that they got cuter and cuter and cuter in yeah. our eyes. Yeah. The things that got selected for because of how they were bred and allowed to breed and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we were we, we co-evolved with these critters. Yeah. yeah. We, the dog exists because of humans. We're we're the we belong with dogs. Yeah. We belong with them. Well, and they definitely belong with us. Shame on you Muslims. There's they they're the wild dogs, there there are no wild dogs. There's wolves. Yeah. There's right. dingoes. Yeah, but they're not dog dogs. They're you know what I mean? They're like baby eaters is what they are. <laughs> Dogs exist because of humans. I mean, they're a domesticated animal. Yeah. They only exist because of our intervention. And they're so super cute. With another species. Yeah. That was... That... that It... When I was in London, there was an altercation with someone had a service dog, and the Muslim bus driver would not let that service dog on. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That's that's it not was, good. It was a big it was a big kerfuffle. It was quite a to do <laughs> in London. <laughs> it was it was on the it was it was in the newspaper. So the policy clearly of the 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 transit agency, whatever it's called, is you let, is, a, service you let a service dog on. Yeah, but this one bus driver decided he was going to take matters into his own hand because because dogs are filthy and they Muslims Muslims are, don't do it. Dogs do really gross things. Oh sure. They, those those stray Indian dogs that I was talking about, you, yeah. you don't want to pet those guys. No, surely not. Those aren't good dogs well, to pet. My little guy, if he finds like, you know, a pile of deer poop in the neighborhood, mm. he's rolling in it. Oh yeah. You know, and that's really gross. He's a poop roller. Yeah. Yeah. Milo the poop roller. <laughs> I don't trust that guy. I wouldn't touch him. <laughs> I wouldn't touch him. I can't him. believe I let him sleep in my bed. I know. You're disgusting. Ugh. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. The, the, they don't like pigs and they don't like dogs. Right. They're dumb. Awful. Um, I'm going to move on. I, I don't know how. I really, I'm struggling with how to pitch this story because every elephant, uh, elephant every element of it makes me so happy. Okay. Um, there's been a study done. Okay. <laughs> on on the Eucharist wafers uh in uh in what kind of study? A, a, a study a DNA analysis confirming once and for all that transubstantiation does not occur. <laughs> oh, this had to happen. So yeah, uh the one of the best parts of this story they're, they're, they're saying that <clears throat> There's no Jesus DNA. They went to no human DNA. Five different, uh, different Catholic churches in the United States and Canada, and claimed and then immediately bagged five different uh, different wafers, blessed wafers <laughs> from the. Fucking... So they just infiltrated the whole thing. <laughs> they they yeah exactly. Went, got their uh, communion, threw the wafer in the bag, and I guess ran out the building. Oh, and then my God. DNA tested them for any kind of human DNA. See, I find... Here, here's my explanation <laughs> for the whole thing. Um, little known fact about Jesus. Uh-huh. He had, he had wheat DNA. Mm-hmm. He had modern wheat DNA. 
God himself is made entirely of wheat. Uh, yeah, that's what I I'm don't saying. know if people yeah. know this. Yeah. And and his son, of course, is going to be mostly wheat. This is why he's bread. <laughs> this is why you take bread. It's all very complicated. Yeah, it's like, it's not this his bread. His blood this... is, is great. It's fermented he said grape juice. The, he said when he was breaking the bread at the Last Supper, this is my, this is my body. Well, he was ripping off little bits of himself. Yeah, exactly. Himself, yeah. Know? Oh, my God. Uh, the second part of the story that's delightful is, guess who did the study? Oh, no. Who? Raelians! What? <laughs> the, what? The, followers, the alien people? The the alien the, the alien cult members, the followers of Rael. <laughs> <laughs> the Association of Raelian Scientists are the ones who conducted this study. Oh my god. So uh they're apparently out there trying to disprove their rival rival oh uh religions. Oh my god. You can't can't argue with the science, Pope Francis. Science says there's no Jesus. There's no word yet from uh, from the Catholics in terms of uh, in terms of what this could mean for them. Go science, though. Wow. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, it may be that if you try and trick God, he just switches it back. Uh, easy enough. Sure. If he, it didn't go in a mouth, there's, it's, there's it's no, no Jesus. Yeah, there's n- there's n- nothing. I don't. I, I. 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 Yeah. There's nothing to say that like he couldn't like change flesh back to bread, right? I. I mean, conception begins at fertilization, mm-hmm. and transubstantiation begins at ingestion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See what happens? Yeah, yeah. Boom. Has to pass the threshold, <laughs> right? Of of your your throat. Yeah. If if it's if it's it's even... gotta go. Yeah. Once actually, you, you know, need to may, take it, it, it once and it then hits, throw it up. As soon as exa- the there you go. Yeah. As soon as it hits stomach acid, it turns into Jesus. Yeah. And That's... so at the when they're taking communion, they need to take it and vomit gag it themselves into a bag. Eliminate out, somehow find a way to separate out their DNA from that of the wafer. Well, yeah, they look for another human's DNA, right, in the mix. Yeah. 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 And if they can find it, then uh, that guy gave a blowjob that night. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Oh, damn. I, I think we need to start. Uh, there needs to be wars between religions where they each try to disprove I the other. I would not encourage that. I think I think the religion wars, it's, it's oh, high it's, time. I guess if it's just disproving each other, I'm fine with it. It's when not, it turns violent. Oh, yeah. Not actual damn. wars. Just science wars. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to disprove your claim about <laughs> the aliens. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to disprove your claim about Noah. Well, I mean, people, there were evangelicals that did that to the Mormons. Well, yeah. Absolutely. You know? and, and, and rather effectively, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not all of their claims are true, but yeah. Anyways. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> tis the season for Halloween. Oh, yeah. In fact, this show will be coming out Halloween evening our show yeah our show this episode mm. is uh yes uh but nonetheless um uh, apparently a group of um uh, catholic exorcists mm. convened uh to denounce halloween oh and they are so, and they are <laughs> promoting holyween instead oh jesus christ <laughs> 
Oh, you stupid, stupid people. Because Halloween clearly opens a rift into the netherworld. And I mean, that's basically what they're saying. That's not that's not the phrasing they used. But right. that's what they're saying is that it, it is a night when um, it, it, malign spirits and demons are free and on the loose because of our activities. Oh, so it's so it's this is the this I did not it's know this. It's not that the day itself somehow calls them forth. It's not like the day of the dead are inviting them. Our activities and Satanists' activities, mm. since it is a satanic Oh it's satanic New Year's. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. I don't know that you knew that. No. Um, Apparently I'm I'm not up on my on my my satanic calendar. <laughs> Do they go on a lunar cycle, or is it, or is it a, the same as a? No, they attach the, themselves. It's to, the Gregorian calendar. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, from Father Aldo Buonaiuto. Uh, many people see it as a simple carnival, but is it anything but innocent? It is a subterranean world based on the occult. <laughs> Told this to La Nazione, which is an Italian newspaper. Um, Halloween is the antechamber towards something <laughs> much more disturbing. Oh my God. For devotees of the occult, October 31st is the Satanic New Year. It's a time for luring new converts. Oh, yeah. Right? That's what's happening to the children mm. when they're dressing up as Batman. Well, yeah, you they're, lure them with they're candy. They're lured into the occult. You offer them candy, and then um, you're like, and by the way, hey, uh, they say trick or treat, and you give them a Snicker bar, yeah. and then you say... And Satan's your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Well, and Hail then Satan. Here's I, some candy. Let, let, let's let's go with him just for a minute. There are those children who are dressed as the devil, or as demons, or yeah. vampires, or yeah. all manner of like. It's not all just Batman's and Cinderellas out it's there. It's a bunch of tiny little guar cover bands out there. Yeah. It's it's not it's not good. Terrifying. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that is um oh, he says the work for exorcists is harder during <laughs> Halloween. Well, yeah, because how do you tell? Here's the thing. How do you tell? You could have somebody who needs an exorcism or you could have somebody who's just drunk and dressed as the devil and growling because they think it's funny. Right. Yeah. How do you know which one's which? Uh, it's really you hard. You just have to, to exorcise everybody and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said that churches should hold masses, prayer vigils, and adoration in honor of Christian saints in order to combat the malign influence of Halloween. That's what the next day is for. And he says the that next it's, day is all he says saints. It's day. an American tradition that has no place in Italy. Because <laughs> it is spreading. It is spreading like a disease. Yeah. Because it's fun. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And we export our popular, you know, our, our, our popular culture, yeah, you know, our media goes out. Everybody they see loves some our TV stuff. shows or a movie or whatever, and they see a scene and it's fun. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. Kids dressing up and going door to door and people giving them candy. You can knock going, our culture oh, all you want, but it's not just marketing that's making it go global. <laughs> people like it. It's fun. Well, that piece of it is sure. All of it is not all of it. We have a fun culture. Guns. Well, the gun thing, that's kind of not fun. <laughs> I can name some others. Not taking care of the sick or the poor. That's fun. <laughs> that's super fun, Dan. It's fun for some. I'll tell you, yeah. 
Oh, well. Well, if you guys have anything you need to say about any of this or want to say about mm, any of this, you indeed. are welcome to write to us. You can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. That's always delightful. We love to hear from you. Uh, and then you can go onto the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, which is, uh, which is uh, just to see posts that we put up there that Mackenzie does. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. also, however, go to the Thank God I'm Atheist, the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Mm-hmm. That is the closed group. Um, <clears throat> and that way uh, you can... Uh, you you can set how it's a safe community online where you can talk to each other and don't have to worry that your friends and family find out that you believe things right that are horrifying. Yeah, so go to that and we ask to be made a member and we'll check Absolutely. you. We'll we'll vet you mm. and then mm-hmm. we'll we'll let you in. All right, uh, well, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, here's uh Pat Robertson with a very spooky piece of news do we have the same power that it took to raise jesus christ from the dead and if so where is that in the bible well uh he gave his disciples the authority uh to heal the sick uh to raise the dead i mean that was part of our our, uh, power you see ladies and gentlemen god is almighty he is almighty and uh he gives us that power and Jesus said, you say to the mountain, you speak to the dead person. He called on Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead man came up out of the grave. We have the same power. He's given it to us. It's in the Holy Spirit. But we need to be in touch with him. We need to behold him. We need to be uh, submitted to him. And that power is there. We just aren't using it. All right. <laughs> you wish that power was there. Yeah, You're getting well, old, man. You you need that power to be there. You better train someone up for that one, <laughs> yeah, fatty boy. Get them on that right away, because, uh, yeah, you're going to die soon. You need some resurrecting power. Yeah. Resurrect yourself. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of folks that I think uh, would be still alive today if that power was was still available to anybody. <laughs> still available. Um, so, yeah, still available. Uh, I think Reagan. I think Ronald Reagan would still be kicking if you they mean, could just raise this people. This is like, yeah, yeah, it's proof that yeah. clearly this is not a thing. Raise, raise him from the dead. You love that guy. Yeah. Where's he at? Jesus says you still have the power, so do it. Yeah. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> prove it. All right. So yeah, we someone's s- famous. Do yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. We had some folks write in and call in. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. I, I'll do a. A couple. Uh, we 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 were taken to task. I'm afraid. Uh, I got some some fact. I I offhandedly threw out some stuff about the Jews uh, in a story last week. Um, Wait, we got some facts wrong. Shockingly, we huh. don't know everything about Jews. That's weird. You'd well, think by now. Yeah, we just uh, haven't put the effort in. No, we should probably no. learn something. About- Why would we have put the effort in? Because. We talk about them all the time. But you know what? We've got Rabbi Gruber on the case. Well, we have to give him something to like email us <laughs> yeah. about. So we like hearing from Rabbi Gruber. Anyway, so, right. so he did write in. Uh, he said, Dear Frank and Dan, you grouped Pais. Pais? I don't know what the... The long, curly side hairs of oh, many okay. ultra-Orthodox Jews with tefillin, the leather boxes contain, containing tiny scrolls, which many... Uh, 
many, many, he's used many twice in this, which many, many observant Jews strap to their heads and arms every oh, weekday during okay. their morning prayers. Oh, really? Very different, you silly ex-Mormons, he says. <laughs> pays, pay, pays are based on very stringent on a very stringent reading of the Levitical law regarding the trimming of sideburns okay. and are not widely practiced. Mm. Tefillin are a pretty standard law from Exodus and Deuteronomy and are widely practiced. How widely? <clears throat> I don't... I, pff, widely? Uh, about one Gruber across is how wide. <laughs> I don't know. Um, by the way, he says, one of the best ways to piss off an Orthodox Jew is to show him a woman wearing a tefillin. Harumph! Only men should wear those. <laughs> an even better way to piss them off is to create an art exhibition with pictures of nude wear women wearing tefillin. This, Did this happen? I don't know. It must have. He says oh this God. makes Robert Maplethorpe look like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think, you know... You, First of all, I have to say, like, am I wrong to say that though the two groups could be separate, it's not like the guys with the earlocks, with the pais, don't do the tefillin. They do that as well. Oh, Dan. So I wasn't wrong in that sense. They they are, but Why? apparently it's much more, it's much more common than I knew that people strap boxes to Why their faces. Why don't you just accept that Rabbi Gruber called you on something. It's fine. I totally accept it. Okay. I just what well, here's what I don't accept. Why are all these people strapping boxes to their heads? Yeah, that's a little. They look a little nutty. They look dumb. But you so, look dumb with Rabbi that box Gruber, on your head. Um, <laughs> oh, I want. I I need to know how widely practiced this is. Yeah. Like. like like how often and how? Yeah. Does is how, this sort of your 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 standard run of the mill Jew in the United States who? Just otherwise, yeah, you know, you know, my do my my doctor, my my knee doctor, is he? Yeah. Is he? Does he put a box on his head in his free time? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> People putting boxes on their head, and I don't even know about it. Uh, I think they are. I think they That's might. That's what be. I'm getting from this. Uh, it's, this email. It's what it seems like, huh? Many I'm many observant Jews. Strapping boxes to their heads and arms every weekday during their morning prayers. I'm I'm, I'm blown away. You got you to think there's a better way. Like, why you, why does it have to be a box? Why can't you just put a scroll on your head? I don't know. Well, can you, can you like, modify It's easier to strap a, a little box with scrolls onto your head. Why can't than... it be like a baseball cap with a scroll in it? Uh, okay, you now you're thinking a, like a modern man. Yeah, you yeah. can scroll. You can sew a scroll into any hat. Yeah, any hat can contain a scroll. They're not putting it in their hats. Like, yeah. you know, you got these the the, the ultra orthodox guys. They've got the big hats. They've got yeah. a place for a scroll. Yeah, but they still have to. They have to tilt their hat back on mm. their head, mm -hmm. like a like a mortarboard on a girl from the eighties with her giant bangs. <laughs> So that they can put this box on their forehead. <laughs> it's, it's just, they're too, it's mm, too much. Mm -hmm, Combine mm -hmm. some stuff. Mm. Build in to your hat your, your tefillin. Uh, all right. Tefillin like a villain. You uh, clearly, clearly you have this all figured out. I and could, the Jews should just start listening these, to you. Dan. These Jews should start listening to me. Okay. My name is Daniel. All right, moving it's, on. It's Hebrew for, uh, well, for either God is my judge or for godly judge. 
Ah. Either way, it bespeaks wisdom. Yeah. To the Jews. Hmm. Hmm. All right, move on. That's why they shouldn't listen to me. (laughs) Right. Because Frank is Hebrew for meh. I don't know what Frank is Hebrew for. No, it's it's not Hebrew at all. It's not. Anyway. Do you want uh, to do you want a voicemail? Do a voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm that. staring you're at you. You're ready for a voicemail. Time for to hear from somebody. All right. Um, well, this uh, um, a couple weeks ago we talked about um, this, it was the story of the guy um who had been sentenced to some time. Mm. Uh, the the Alcoholics Anonymous program. Right. 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 Or it was it was actually more of an addiction recovery program because it was um, but it was it was meth. But it was redi- religion based. Yeah, and he didn't want to like. He refused. Yeah, he didn't want to uh, um, acknowledge a higher power. Right. Right. So he so, sued. So he, he sued was. Well, he was. He was thrown in he jail. Was thrown in jail. Yeah. Anyways, this is a voicemail in uh, in mm-hmm. regards to that. that. Yeah. Hi guys, this is James, and I'm an alcoholic. I uh, wanted to briefly talk about the addiction news story that you covered. Um, I am a deconvert from conservative Christianity. Uh, and when it came time for me to enter recovery, I was very hesitant about going to AA, but uh, I did find uh, an atheist agnostic group um, that uh, and a sponsor who has done a wonderful job guiding me through the steps uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous. I have about 15-month sobriety under my belt, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, I, uh, I want to say, first of all, that uh, you mentioned that the steps were to guide you into reality, and I don't see any reason why an atheist or an agnostic uh, cannot use reality as their higher power. Also, the concept of love is something that is above all of us, and it is not disingenuous to use love as a higher power as you walk through the steps. Uh, Many of my atheist and agnostic friends in recovery uh, use meditation in place of prayer, and um, I I think uh, psychologists, uh, especially the book The Gentle Path Through the Twelve Steps, has documented that prayer and meditation uh, do the exact same thing in the brain, and uh, that's very necessary for us as alcoholics to kind of rewire our brain away from uh, away from the uh, uh, dangerous thought patterns that often uh, plague us. So um, it is not impossible to be an atheist or agnostic in a 12-step program. Uh, it is sometimes difficult. Uh, and I would just say that uh, within the AA community, there is a movement to call the movement a divinely inspired program. And I think it would be healthy for atheists and agnostics to begin speaking out a little more vocally within the program to keep it something that uh, is usable for for everyone. Also, uh, I do want to uh, give you kudos on the community aspect of it. Uh, it that is very, very important um, to uh, regularly attend the meetings and to build the relationships with people around and, and having uh, sobriety um, uh, a center point of a relationship that gives a reinforcement that I can't get anywhere else and uh, is very beneficial. Thank you for the show. I love it. Uh, listen to you guys every week and I uh, really appreciate what you guys have to say. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thanks, James. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and congratulations on your on your sobriety. Good yeah, job. No That's a tough one. Yeah. Well done. We uh, we approve 
heartily of your of your hard work on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for 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 talking okay. to us a little bit about that. I, I yeah, that might be interesting to some some of our listeners. Yeah, though. absolutely. I personally still find it very disagreeable uh, that that the steps require this higher power thing, and that you know our our group has to sort of bend over backwards to figure out how to make it work with their thing. Right. But hell, if it's helping people, yeah, I, you know, work work your magic. Yeah, why can't it just be the eleven <laughs> steps? Yeah, you don't need to acknowledge a higher power. It's an eleven step. Program. You really don't need that step. Yeah, that's a step that was made up by a Jesus person. Well, I think there is something about like trying to acknowledging that that, that there's some that there that there's something outside of you, right? Well, that that that. Or is it more is, about acknowledging your own powerlessness? Yeah, maybe that's it. You're, you're, and I'm fine with that. In the face of the universe or whatever. Well, or, and, know, and, and just, just in life. And, and just saying, you know that what? You have, I'm, yeah. I don't have control over this. This is yeah. something that my, however I'm wired, whatever has happened to me, I don't have control over this. And I have to acknowledge that before but I But clearly there's something about the way the program's structured that that's not enough. Nope. So, right. but whatever. I mean, yeah. if there's a workaround and it works, then then fantastic yeah yeah i mean i'm um, I, i'm certainly not one anything that works if it, addiction is a very very yeah. uh troubling and difficult thing and and anything that works i'm in support of other than saying saying that you believe in jesus <laughs> that's just dumb um another voicemail uh sure um this is a uh a caller uh looking for some advice okay ostensibly Hello, Frank and Dan. This is Cody from Austin. I want to say that I love the show, and it's pretty damn funny, and I also think it's an important show. Uh, <clears throat> just want to say thanks, and a question or comment I have is my wife is a Christian, and of course I'm atheist, and she's wonderfully intelligent and funny, but she just believes in the kookiest things and it drives me nuts but somehow we make it work and i wonder if you had any advice to uh, other people who might have the same issue thanks love the show Bye. well thank you yeah thanks for the call for calling in yeah. uh, what what a what a f- fascinating th- problem it's something that a lot of people deal with yeah um and it's funny that people on our side have just as much trouble with it as people on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you'd think that it would just be believers who were like, oh, no, he doesn't believe what I believe. And now he doesn't believe that he's going to heaven and blah, blah, blah. And you'd think that they would be the ones to freak out more. No, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to date someone who's 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 a believer. A believer. Yeah. It, it speaks to the entire mindset. In right. my mind. But there are know. really good believers out there. There, there are. There are amazing people are. who are awesome. Right. Uh, clearly, this guy's wife yeah. uh, doesn't is, is amazing. So, right. I mean, you, you don't give up on a person just because they're a believer. But by the same token, it's like, come on. I would get, personally, uh-huh. I would. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't even go down the road. You wouldn't, yeah. You would have I, been. I, like, I, 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 I just know second, that it's a headache. I just wouldn't want. The second you heard, you'd just take that left. And I mean, they say they're agnostic, and I'm like, Mm-mm, dude, <laughs> really? You're not sure? Thanks. Uh, okay. You're being wishy-washy about this whole thing. Okay. Fine. Well, uh, you know, no, my, my um, wife, my wife was a believer-ish when I met her. 
Yeah. That she was a professed Mormon uh, when I met her. Yeah. You yeah. S- you say yeah, but that's what she was. And, you know, we had a she lot was of... clearly on her way out. Maybe, but we had a lot of conversations where she was really concerned. Mm. Okay. Uh, fortunately she didn't so, make it out and that was nice, but if, you so know, what if, about if our caller just, from Austin? Right. So if you want to stay with the person, it's, I think the key is the same key. That's the key to marriage in general, which is to respect this other person for who they are. You don't need to change anybody. You need to accept that, you know, they're going with any marriage. There are going to be things about your spouse that drive you crazy. Mm. There's mm-hmm. going to be things about your spouse that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be things about... And the whole point of a marriage is not that everybody's the same. It's that you've got two interesting different people coming together for a, for a, a union. A yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you got to build your own thing. Every marriage is its own thing that, that, you, ha- that you have to build together. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, other than it, I don't... I say embrace it. Yeah. Just. You're gonna, you're I, gonna, I will say this. Um, I'm not quite sure why um, he's asking advice from us on this. It <laughs> sounds like he's got it figured out. Yeah. I, I wish instead that, that we heard his advice. For others, other people. Uh, at being someone who's in this situation who mm-hmm. clearly he makes it work. Right. Um, I mean, so she believes some things that, that you think are kooky. Right. If she, Yeah. As long as she's respectful of you and you're respectful of her, mm-hmm. the shit can work. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to believe the same thing and you can be baffled by each other. And that's fine. Live in a delightful little bafflement. Yeah. As long as one of you isn't concerned that the other one's going to hell and you express it all the time. Right. Yeah. You and need then, and, and and you know, uh, there there are, on you there are issues if children are involved and somebody yeah, wants to, you know, make things there's going to be a lot to hammer out. More complicated. A lot to, ha- lot to hammer, to hammer, to hammer out. It it can be done. I know people sure. who are successfully doing it sure. as we speak. Yeah, not right. Uh, cool. Not not that that was not that anything we just said was very helpful. No, none of it was actually. No. Um, <clears throat> so but, but there you go. We never promised to be helpful. <laughs> that was never part of the deal. Um, hi guys, says Tom in Minnesota. I have two questions, or rather requests for for your comments. Related to your conjecture that the LDS Church is going to make a second attempt at putting Mitt Romney in the White House. Mm, Yeah. The first is the concept of lying for the Lord. Uh, It was conjectured during the last presidential election that Romney had no compunction with flip-flopping on issues or lying to the public because it it is supposedly considered by the LDS Church to to lie, considered okay by the LDS Church, I think is what he meant to say, to lie uh, if the intention is to do God's work or by extension to do the work of the LDS Church. Um, if Is this a fringe belief, or something that was made up, or is there some truth behind it? During the last election, I tried to figure out if Romney was a pathological liar, or if he was carrying out uh, what he considered to be the Lord's work. Hmm. Uh, well, they, they definitely did that during polygamy, but that was 125 years ago. So Right, but legitimately, like they decided that there was a concept... Where if they sent someone to testify before the before the Senate, uh-huh. the U.S. Senate, uh, to lie about polygamy yeah. outright, right, that that would be a lie in the service of uh, the Lord's work, right, and that that was okay. It's amazing how the Lord works. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious and dishonest ways. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, they did. So they sent they they sent uh they sent people out to uh to DC to lie and say that they weren't doing polygamy anymore. Right. Um they were caught in their lie and then they had to eventually just actually not do polygamy anymore. But rude. But that that's kind of that must be what what he's talking about cuz that did come up. They they don't say that much they anymore. Them in their Lord's lie. In their in their Jesus lie. In their Jesus lie. You know. And that didn't... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Lord wants us to lie about this, and then he's going to let us get caught and get in trouble for it. Yeah. The Lord is awesome. The, Lord, the Lord's kind of a dick. <laughs> Jessica also wrote in on the same basic topic, um, which he said... She, she said, Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Jessica, and I thought I'd give insight on the church's goal to get Mitt in office. Back before I went inactive, we had a lesson on the signs of the second coming. Ooh. I just wanted to do an ooh on that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> she did not write that ooh. That was my ooh. I just wanted to be clear. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there was one, she says, uh, that they translated into the church ruling the nations. I don't remember the exact wording, and I'm too lazy to look it up because I don't really have, have any, a fuck left to give on the subject. <laughs> <clears throat> It was suggested that this could be fulfilled by a Mormon president. As leader of the most powerful country in the world, he would effectively rule the world to a degree, and this would fulfill the sign. Since he is ruled by God, he would be a mouthpiece for the church. So they th- want Mitt to be president, so Jesus will come back. Mm. She says no pressure on his campaign or anything. Well, yeah. Uh, do they still think Jesus is coming back? Oh, yes. Is that a big part of it still? They they love that. That's, that's Why it. have they not given up on that yet? Well, he's clearly not coming back. It's in the books. That's part of the problem. Now, if it's you, if you're so not happening. No, no. But it's closer and closer. It's closer every day. It's closer to not happening. Every day we, we inch our way closer to the non-occurrence of Jesus' this... return. You are. I remember being <laughs> things like this being said to you. You are a chosen generation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every you Mormon will, yeah. is on on some level in some part of their of their being. They're pretty sure it's going to happen in their lifetime. But they've been saying that since the dawn of Mormonism, right? Which was only the 1830s. I mean, come on, it's going to happen. But nobody's alive. Nobody's left. Who was there? Which is why it's going to happen. Which is why it's going to happen now. Eventually, eventually, the Lord will return. I got news for all the Christians. Jesus said he would come back within that generation. Yeah. If he didn't come back, so for two thousand, he's not coming. Like two thousand years now, everybody's been like, "Well, this this is the one." This is. I think he meant. I think by generation he meant thousands of generations, maybe. (laughs) What did he mean by generate? I mean, generation can mean a lot of things. It yeah. could mean like one series of many generations. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Or, he, he does math in mysterious ways as well. Or not at all. <laughs> or just not at all. It's like new math. It is, it is new math. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, just it's as a, comprehensible it's, as it's, new math. It's, it's this common core stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Lord... You know what? That's what the common core is. It's getting us closer to God math. Mm. You're counting up and then subtracting down and then you carry the two. Only you don't do the carry anymore because they do this other thing that they do. And then suddenly, Jesus! They got rid of carrying? I don't know what they do anymore. Oh, my God. Hemant Mehta actually wrote a really great article 
uh, on his blog about about the new the new way they do math, oh, and, yeah. and it's great. He's right. It's actually the parents don't understand it, right? Because kids can't teach parents, right? So they could do their own damn research, but they don't understand it. They get all grumpy. But it's actually it actually not only teaches how to do the math, but why the math works oh. in a way that our math didn't teach that. Our math just got you to the answer, but didn't give you any any sort of understanding inherently of why. Hmm. So that so I I. I agree with heaven. Okay, fine. <laughs> I really don't care as long as as long as you know they can things do math. still add up right. and they're still right. Yeah, I don't they, care how you get to the they answer. They still come to the same answer. Okay, as long as that's king king. Can I tell you something? What ghosts? <gasps> there are ghosts around. No, Dan. No. Yeah, this is our monster mash segment of the of the show. I hate ghosts, Dan. <laughs> I should be doing a Vincent Price, but I don't do a Vincent Price impression. I get so freaked out. Yeah? Do you have any any ghosty experiences in your life? Here's the thing. So the question is, we're atheists. Can we still believe in ghosts? Yeah, we don't believe in God. We don't have any God belief. <laughs> but what if? There's nothing in the word atheist. It's not a that says ghostiest. Uh, yeah. A ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Spirits. Inspectors. <laughs> what, what do we think? When... Well, I don't believe in ghosts. What? I know. It's shocking. Um, but I did. Yeah? When I was a kid. Oh, my God. What, 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 did you, what led you to that? Um... I watched Poltergeist at way too young of an age. <laughs> That'll do it. A friend of mine had it on Laserdisc. Ooh. That's that's the scariest kind of Poltergeist. I know. Because then you're like really sucked in, and then it's then like... You have to flip boop, it over. You got to take the disc out and flip it over <laughs> and put it back in. Oh, thank God I had that <sighs> respite. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it's yeah. back and it's scary. I know. No, that movie freaked my shit. Ouch. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was. I clearly there's a, a bit of Mormonism that predisposes you to believing that the devil is nipping at your heels sure. at all times. Sure. Uh, and so, uh, boy, it, it didn't. It was not hard for me to get to full blown like demons and ghosts and angry sure. ghosts and blah blah blah. Well, I mean, it's and in so the theology at some point. I was. I I hated my closet. <laughs> hated it. <clears throat> Um, there was a picture on my wall that it, that, yeah, it was a little boy, just like and this, it was just this picture, you know, that my mom had hung up on my, I didn't decorate my room and, uh, and he was staring at you. He looked at me wherever I was. Oh, he's following like, ah, me. Stop it. looking at me, boy. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. It was truly awful. Um, and I asked for the, that damn picture to be taken down uh-huh. and she wouldn't do it. <laughs> She wouldn't take down the picture that I hated. Yeah, because that boy's keeping his eye on you. <sighs> it freaked me out. I think she thought that I would like be validating my fear. Mm. You know? Yeah, like like if I take this picture down, you're never gonna just face your fear. You need to face it. Instead, I lived with that damn picture on my wall for years after that, with it freaking me out. I was constantly in a mild panic. I like would co- I would tape things over its face. <laughs> What was the boy doing? Like he why was just he... sitting there. He was like a little country boy, 
It's I don't like, remember the rest of it, but I remember his face. And you just look at you. It's all I looked at were those evil eyes. Hi, that just Frank. kept staring at me. Yeah. I'm watching you, Frank. Oh, my God. It was awful. It was truly, truly, truly awful. What I are you doing it. over there, Frank? Yeah, everywhere I was. What are you doing over there, Frank? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, ghosts, I can say that uh, that I... I don't, I'm not going to say whether or not I believe in ghosts. I'm going to say, let's hear what Adam has to say about <gasps> oh, ghosts. Oh, Adam. Yeah. Adam has, uh, Adam, our, our sometime co-host, mm-hmm. uh, fill-in host for me on several occasions, uh, has, has a wonderful produced piece about an experience he had. Yeah. So the hospital I used to work at was one of those old run-down linoleum and cinder block buildings that they built back in the 70s. It had been a rest home for the elderly before being converted in the mid-90s into a secure care facility for mentally disturbed youth. For safety, every room had a motion-activated camera in it, and the staff control room had a series of monitors to record and watch back in the event of an incident. Even without the hospital's creepy history, it was easy to get an unsettling feeling walking the halls at night. Patients had talked about seeing a girl floating past the window of the cafeteria, or hearing singing come from one of the empty seclusion rooms that we used for behavioral issues. One frozen winter night, I came back from taking out the trash, and as I was walking back towards the control room, a patient called out to me from his room. I leaned in his doorway, talking to him about his upcoming home visit. I could hear the motion detectors that we turn on after curfew going off down the hall, and knew that I was the one setting it off. After a minute, I heard one of the other staff call down to me, "'What's he doing in there? Get him away from the window.' The patient I was talking to was the only one in the room, so I assumed that there was something else going on in one of the others. After I finished, I went to the control desk and asked what was going on. Who was in that room with you two? The team leader asked. I replied that no one was there. Look, he said, rewinding the tape. Although it was a little grainy, in a strange angle perched in the corner above the bathroom door, it was plain to see the patient in bed, my silhouette framed by his doorway, and a third figure leaning against the wall behind the bed. The figure then slid in a very strange way behind the curtain of the window, so only its slim legs could be seen. It slid further towards the window where it became obscured by a dresser, and then was gone. The five staff huddled around the monitor turned and looked at me. The silence was suffocating, and I shook my head. That wasn't in the room. I didn't see that, I said. Everyone sat silent, and then our team lead said, Maybe it was a ghost. The instant that she said that, every monitor detector on the unit rang out simultaneously, and not just in the patients' rooms. The day room, the seclusion room, utility closets, rooms that no one had been in for hours. The computer screeched at us, insisting that there was something moving in each of them. Everyone was in a state of uncontrollable panic, and someone dove under the desk and unplugged the whole system. Once it was plugged back in, the tapes were blank, and the unit was silent. After everyone calmed down, we were able to laugh about it, and as we filed paperwork, we spoke in hushed tones about other unexplainable events that we'd seen in our lives. Someone had worked as a groundskeeper at a cemetery. Someone else had once lived by the site of a Native American massacre. We were like kids around a campfire. If you ask me now if I believe that it was a ghost that I saw that night, I don't know what I would tell you. I know I saw something strange. But if ghosts exist because they want their stories told, then it got its wish. 
propelling every person in that room to share a story, including the one I just told you. Spooky. You guys, how do you explain that? (laughs) I think Adam's got you, motherfuckers. (laughs) Check and mate. Freaking awesome. Great yeah. job, Adam. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um it's a it's an interesting phenomenon because I know lots of people with first hand stories that are pretty convincing. I know. I don't know I, people. I, yeah. I don't know what to do with some of the stories I've been told, actually. Yeah. I mean, uh so I I I almost hate to go to this place because I kind of like the spooky vibe that Adam just created for us. (laughs) But I do have to get to this, which is human beings Mm. have, and we've talked about this before on the show, uh, evolved a sense of agent detection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's the the snake in the grass uh, sense. Right. Which is that, as an evolutionary thing, it is far worse for us to get it's far better for us to get a false negative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than not pick up on a positive. Right. Yeah. So it's it's far better for us to think, uh-oh, there's something in our peripheral vision. And run. And run right. or have a scared response, uh-huh. a fight or flight response, mm-hmm. than it is for us to n- see something in our peripheral vision and have our brain just dismiss it. Right. This is Now this goes back to when we used to live in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's less important in the house. I don't remember living in the wild, though, Dan. Yeah, that's the part you, that... you and I didn't live in the wild. I don't. I, that's nor do I plan to. My recollection. It's not something that I want to do. That's why I also know that I didn't evolve from a monkey because I don't remember having been a monkey. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't condescend from monkeys. <laughs> the uh, so the so I think uh, not all. Ghost stories can be explained away by agency det- agent detection. Sure. By, sure. Uh, by you know, that spooky thing off in the corner that seems like it might have been X. Right. Uh, you know, there are certainly glitches in... Uh, on. I've seen a couple of videotaped ghosty images lately. Really? Yeah, yeah. There was a one there was one that was like at a police station in the on the C, on the closed circuit TV. Yeah. There was uh it was just an empty car lot. Uh-huh. Like it was their it was their impound lot or whatever. Okay. And you see a figure. No. Uh walk through the fence, through yeah. the gate. Like not 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 open like, the gate, just penetrate, walk straight like through. Like it's like a chain link fence and it just meshes through. Yeah. <gasps> and it's and it's he's all he's like kind of see through. He's just a, an outline of a figure, Damn, but it's very clearly up. walking through. And all the police and there was a police guy on duty and he didn't see it, but when they look back at the tape, they're like, "Oh my god, it was there." Oh god. <laughs> How do you explain that other than possible video manipulation? Right. Yeah. Special effects. Or Oops. yeah, yeah, a residual imagery on a tape, or I don't know. That probably doesn't work with magnetic tape or whatever. <laughs> you can't explain it. It's a real ghost. It's real ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's oh. so scary, Dan. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, there are there are uh, 
possessions that are terrifying. I mean, we've talked about people being yeah, possessed. Possessed possessions, I think, mental illness or mental episodes. I mean, that's that's how that is explained away for me. You know, sure. like, like uh, clearly that that's not something that I get too hung up on. It is the things that do kind of mildly freak me out are those. They are the bumps in the night, mm. right? Um, and now, as as an adult who's been an atheist for basically my entire adult life, right? Um, I like my my reaction is not, you know, oh, what's that scary? Like, is that a ghost? Right. It's who's trying to break into the house? <laughs> right. Right. You know. Yeah. That that's the thing for me. The uh, the attribution of uh, you know, ectoplasmic specter right has now changed to there's someone hiding in the bushes yeah it's not no, just it's where now, it should be it's that now should be your concern. a worry about a corporeal attacker rather than yeah a ghosty one right, right 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 which to me is a lot scarier actually well you don't hear about ghosts really doing anything to people they freak you out they freak you out they that's, freak you out what and they, they might with their ghosty appendages yeah. touch you in ghosty ways. Sure. You know it's the other awful. the other thing you might is get that... a chill. <gasps> Ooh. Right. That ghost gave me a chill. Ooh. It was the worst chill Look. I've ever had. Look at my goosebumps. <laughs> that is real. Do you see how real these goosebumps are? You can see this with your eyes. That's proof. The other thing is that like we as humans are so susceptible to suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can guide a person to some really freaky places. Yeah. I mean, to me, mental illness doesn't explain uh, possession half as much as guidance mm. suggests it. Sure. Okay. You teach a child enough about like how Satan is there and how, how evil is, it works and blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And eventually they, you know, they find themselves doing something bad that they can't explain why they did it. Sure. And suddenly, you know, they're... The they're there are adults around them saying you're possessed. They're going to play into that. Yeah. it's And they're not even going to necessarily think about it. They're going to be just being coached inadvertently to act this but way. how do they get their heads to spin completely around? You know what? That's the part that I don't... Like, you can suggest that all you want. But, the, the but when thing, the head... Kids does are 360? I think, I think you're forgetting how flexible children are. <laughs> <laughs> They're very flexible people. And they've got amazing stomach muscles to just shoot that vomit. Oh, that's know, core just, strength. That's <gasps> just that's just core strength right there. <laughs> they've been going to a um to a box. Yeah. To uh to a CrossFit box gym. They're, sure. They've been yeah. they've been they've been working out. They've been getting that they've been just nailing their core. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, maybe maybe you guys have some uh, some ghosty beliefs out there, some demons Ooh, haunting I you. I would love to hear them. Yeah, actually. if you do, please send them in to us. If you have a collection of ectoplasmic residue that you also, have, that you have soaked up, also please. Um, yeah. you know, That's, it's it's the residue. I'm uh, not sure that the post office allows you to send, to send it ectoplasm when when they go rattle through their questions, hazardous materials. <laughs> whatnot yeah you may not want to mail that to us you know i i've actually i'm gonna i'm gonna just say like i have a friend who's a an avid ghost hunter oh yeah she loves it she's I mean, she's not a close friend she's a friend on facebook or whatever but okay. she like 
buys the microphones and she listens to hours and hours of footage for like a sound that she didn't hear while she was there, but is on the microphone because it's the ghost talking to her. Oh my God. She posted a thing that was like, check this out. He's saying blank. And it's just like, you hear this, you know, she'll ask a question. Is there anyone there? And you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> you hear this really muffled. You're like, oh, <gasps> He that said, is yes. A, that is a thing. He said, I am here. There is a sound. I, I just love that we... I, I, what I love is that ghost hunters go out and they buy meters. Oh, yeah. As though they know what to read. There's an app. There are apps you can get for your iPhone <laughs> that read um, the the Wi-Fi signals. <laughs> right. They check for, like, pulses and, uh-huh. yeah. and like... Yeah, yeah, surges, yeah, or something. Yeah, someone at work was showing it to me, and I was like, "That's complete and utter bullshit." <laughs> no, that's ghosts. <laughs> it is ghosts. How else do you explain it? There was a surge, <laughs> and sometimes I don't know if somebody's like just trying, just putting me on, just fucking with you, you. Know, because I'm just like, you, you don't believe that, do you? Yeah, and they're like, "No, seriously, no, check look it out. at it. It's like picking up on like magnetic whatever." And I'm I like, could feel a presence. That is so. Um, ghosts just happen to communicate on the same frequencies as my internet yeah no yeah no 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 yeah why not at Uh, audible frequencies yeah well they do that too ghosts evolved in a really poor way (laughs) they're ghosts ghosts suck you know what you don't get to choose what kind of a ghost to be it's not like every ghost is like a, a you know a an engineer you don't get a lot of radio engineer ghosts they don't know what they're doing <laughs> they're all just finding their way in the just world screaming like, in the dark like the rest of us hoping that it shows up on somebody's wi-fi you know, sensor they, thingy. They, they they fell um, in the well they were pushed in the well mm, uh and they died yeah and now they're uh they want their revenge but they don't know how to get it right you know, you're a, you're a 12-year-old girl that was pushed in a well. Back in the 1800s. In the 1800s. You don't know what an iPhone is. You don't know how to ghost. No, that's You're just true. making your way. She's had enough time to figure it out, though. Yeah, but the world changes so fast. For a ghost. For yeah. a ghost. Like, yeah. you want to, like, talk to their meters and everything, but you don't know how. Yeah. You just, like, sit there and just try really hard. Nothing happens. That's all you get is a little... Right. All the all the, on on their microphone, they just pick up a. But really, that was like a big but long diatribe was, about right as a know. ghost screaming at them. Get me out of purgatory, right? Yeah. Right. Anyway, if you guys if you guys want to debunk us and tell us no, there are real ghosts and Adam is right, and you guys are stupid. Adam wasn't saying there are ghosts. Oh, he was saying there were ghosts. <laughs> I think he was saying that there's unexplainable things. There's that's unexplained phenomena. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. so you can write to us. You can do that. Write to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at uh, 424-666-8442. For sure. Uh, go to the Facebook co- Facebook page, fa- facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. <laughs> or the, uh, the TGIA members only link. Lounge. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Also, thanks to uh, Mackenzie for keeping up on the Facebook stuff. That's Absolutely. amazing. Thanks, Mackenzie. All right. Well, thanks to all of you for listening. Have a spooky week. Bye bye.
So uh, why do Mean Girls uh, travel in odd-numbered groups? I don't know why. Because they don't even. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) 